And this is the Saucer Afterlife, in which we look at various things that don't really fit into regular examples of the episode. Today, we're looking at a book uh, that has nothing to do with flying saucers, or does it, called The Human Cougar by, um, by Lloyd, Lloyd? Uh, Lloyd Moraine. And um, what's interesting is, uh, one thing that was interesting is this is published by Prometheus Books, uh, of New York, and uh, I'm not sure if that's the same Prometheus books of a different city in New York that would go on to publish a lot of books by Psychop people, uh, the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. Um, that acronym's a mouthful. But uh, where this book comes from basically is, uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, there was a uh, an ad, uh, an ad for this book in the back of one of the magazines we looked at during the uh, during our 1970s zine scene episode, and a listener found it and sent me a copy. So thank you to that listener. Um, the Human Cougar. I when I first sort of read about this, I, I assumed it might be some kind of self help book, how to be a cougar in your life, um, that sort of thing. But it's not. It's it's sort of a, a sort of you know, sociological study. Of, um, of this kind of person. The human cougar is an endangered species, roaming about, free from regimentation, overlooked by bureaucracies, and largely outside of social welfare systems. He often escapes notice. Yet this outsider is very much a part of American life, and the West as we know it was largely created by this band of the working drifter. Our heavily institutionalized modern society is inhospitable to the human cougar, but there are millions of individuals among us who have a latent cougar strain. They are independent, hardworking, and law-abiding, though they resist authority for authority's sake. They often find it difficult to put heart and soul into any highly structured work or social programs. The Protestant ethic and traditional attitudes toward family life may present obstacles to this kind of existence. Those with a cougar strain can better understand their own inner stirrings by gaining knowledge of the independent, hard-living breed now ebbing into extinction. So it's a book about drifters, basically, but um, sort of drifter hobo lifestyle that you, you sort of imagine of, of a guy sort of in the 30s with uh, a bindle on his uh, on his on his shoulder, um, sort of hopping in boxcars and uh, eating cans of beans cooked over a, a burn barrel in some sort of rail yard, uh, or at least that's how I think of it. Here's an example of um, of how the book works. It's basically. Um, it's Lloyd's, uh, Lloyd, uh, I forget his last name again, Lloyd Moraine's commentary and sort of analysis punctuated by firsthand accounts from some of these, uh, some of these cougars on a, uh, on a number of topics. And, uh, for example, here is, uh, Charles Slim Rogers about working in a kitchen. This is the way I finally got here. I caught a bus to Sacramento hoping I could get a resort job and save some money. So to Sacramento I went and could go to state line to work, but it would have cost me all my funds. So back to Frisco I went and borrowed more money and sold a pint of blood. Then back to Sacramento to buy another job. Well, I was working in the kitchen of a work train, and I know I'm a long, long way from Frisco, but the work and money I need... I know I never expected to end up in this part of the world at this time of life, even in the winter months, so here, till I leave, or the train leaves to other places I work, work, work. One of the things I find interesting about this book is that although 
you sort of think of this vibe of of sort of hardworking drifters going from job to job around the country and and, and sort of surviving on their wits and uh, and and hard hard work and 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 sort of tenacity as being a very old fashioned thing. Um, this book came out in 1976, and these interviews were conducted during the uh, during the 1970s. Which, uh, yes, that's right. I'm old. Wasn't that long ago? I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, in the 70s are a very different place from the the 30s and 40s. But um, the uh, some of the, the interviewees um, discuss that and say there's there's a lot more uh, a lot more difficulty in getting a job you need more documentation you need some kind of address in a lot of cases in some cases you need a physical to determine whether or not you can safely do the job one uh, one cougar talked about um, getting uh, having to get lower back x-rays for a, a job i think working at the docks because they wanted to make sure you didn't have any any slipped discs or herniations or things like that so um it's an interesting book overall and a UFO connection. Well, not really much of one other than the fact that, uh, that any one of these guys, um, they come up with a good enough UFO story and find a good enough ghostwriter could probably, uh, probably do okay for themselves, but not in 1976. Um, another instance of, of how this seems slightly out of time somehow. In any case, thank you dear listener for this uh for this book it's uh it's a treat it's really interesting um i love this sort of stuff and uh that's it for now uh, the the saucer afterlife is a production of chizo media llc our associate producer is simpson j hanover the third and uh, we'll be back um we'll be back next time with a regular full episode